1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode Little Legends Podcast, number 32. I am your host, The Blevins. Joining me, as always, is Boob. What's up, buddy?
0: <laughs>
2: there is always a period of time where I think you notice I'm noticing. Oh, that's exactly what it is, and then, just, <laughs> and then I just lay into it. Yeah, then you, and then you lean into it. I'm doing absolutely wonderful self-quarantining like i have for the last two and a half years yes um, here in my house
1: yes we, we'll get all of we'll get all of the uh, gamers are good at self-quarantining and social distancing jokes out of the way early but before we do that we've got to introduce our guest the one and only Pyrotechnics. welcome
3: hey yeah thanks for having me here uh i've been washing my hands for 20 seconds and then 20 seconds more and uh, y'all should keep doing the same hmm.
1: Definitely keep washing your hands. You can't, (laughs) don't, don't, hey, don't listen. I don't want to get anything from your listens, okay? Wash your hands before you listen to the way.
3: Sanitize your audio outputs, too.
1: Yeah, dunk your phone in some hand sanitizer. Make sure you do that. But uh, we've got, we don't want to have
2: to put the podcast in rice, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Think about it. Think about what about the children? Think Um, about the
2: rice, guys. Man, Think we, were, uh, we were starting on topic and we, we, everything. We we did it. This is kind of part of this is our shtick, my friend, uh, ah. where we say hello, <laughs> I to mean, talk about for TFT for forty five seconds. I
1: wouldn't call it a shtick as much as a um uh, a disease. Uh, but <laughs> but before Phrasing. we get before Phrasing. we get in, the, uh, it's true. I can't I can't joke <laughs> about those the things.
2: Shtick disease. Oh no. Ooh.
1: Um. Before we get into. All of that good stuff with TFT Set 3 and some of the uh, tournaments and stuff and all the announcements we got over the past week. I'm going to do a l- real quick little bit of housekeeping, guys. Of course, you know we are a Prediction Esports Podcast, P-R-W-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N Esports Podcast. Make sure you're following them, subscribing to them on iTunes and Spotify. Really does help us out a lot. Make sure you're doing that also guys make sure you're going to the discord discord.me slash a little legends podcast that is the place to be for all the news that's coming in we've got hundreds of people in there that are constantly talking and constantly posting different uh, news articles and whatnot so uh and all of the if you're falling behind it is a great place to be discord.me social legends podcast especially since we do game nights every single Friday if you want to play with myself and some at least sometimes boop you mm-hmm. drop in and make an appearance usually
2: uh, gonna... it's always like I belly flop right into the lobby <laughs> right like always. I, I'm always 10 minutes late and then I stay and I don't play any games I just make fun of everyone <laughs> hey that's... For like an hour and a half but that's maybe. the fun if we were just <laughs> yeah.
1: right if we were just playing you know we're not just playing challenger lobbies uh though we are featured by we do have uh, uh game night challenger Jimmy the shovel. Of course, uh <laughs> that we can play with as well as many other regulars. Uh make sure you're going there, Discord. I mean, social Legends podcast. Or if you want to just check out the broadcast, twitch.tv slash giant slayer TV. That is where Game Night is hosted uh every Friday at nine Eastern. Uh we'll be talking more about Giant Slayer TV in a bit. <sighs> okay. Got got all of our uh housekeeping uh out of the way here so pyra for those of uh for those of the listeners who aren't familiar specifically with you you want to give a little just a little uh synopsis of your background and uh what the heck are you doing here
3: <laughs> i mean that is the real question i'm not sure if i can answer that one but uh, i can give you a little bit of a background uh yeah so for those of you that that won't recognize me um i uh i have been involved in the league of legends community um in the competitive side of it as a commentator for the past what five maybe six years if you count like the year i was sort of coming up that's like 100
1: esports years
3: uh, it is a long time it is it's
1: (laughs) been 87
3: years um (laughs) Yeah, I worked, I worked out of uh, the Riot EU office uh, on the European LCS back when it was called that, before it was the LEC. Uh, more recently, I kind of gone freelance and done a lot of different stuff. Um, I played a decent bit of TFT myself. I'm, I'm not as well-schooled in all of the competitive aspects for mm-hmm. it. Um, but as, you know, as I've Come from League of Legends, at least I, you know, kind of recognize certain things when I'm like, oh, that's an interesting champion choice. And uh, you know, certain questions like, Why is Leona lunar? That's the opposite <laughs> of what she's supposed to be. And I'm really glad that I don't have to ask that question anymore after
1: <laughs> Yes, now you have to um, ask why is she cybernetic?
3: <laughs> oh, that makes sense. I'm fine with that. It's okay. just, sun, moon, no. No bad. <laughs> I
2: mean, she actually does less damage to characters with sunglasses, right? So yeah, like, a like, tiny bit. It's like a hidden passive. Yeah, it's minus one point of damage.
1: Anyway, wait, go ahead. Wait, is that a real thing? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. It's like there's lots of hidden passives in that in uh, league like <laughs> that. There used to be a whole wiki that mm-hmm. had like uh, it might still be around that had like all the all of the known ones listed. Um, for example, uh, Nidalee got a tiny tiny experience buff uh, when she stood next to champions who were lower level than her because she's a cougar. <laughs> nice nice yeah Yeah. (laughs) that was the real thing i don't know if it still is but it certainly was once upon a time
2: yeah before everyone played games
3: (laughs) i know a lot of random league of legends facts i've been playing this game i've been playing that game for like eight
2: years oh man i want to see the who was on the uh who was on the login screen when you first started oh gosh i think it was um it might have been like graves or caitlin Okay, that was a little before me then, because Darius was the one on the login screen for me. Yeah, I, I was, remember when Darius came out.
1: Those characters weren't like, even out when I started playing. I
3: was playing Dominion. Uh, Dominion was the newest oh, game. Dominion
1: wasn't out. Was like even out games. yet.
3: <laughs> yeah, you, you're you a little more old school than I am, Lemons.
1: Yeah, but I didn't play yeah. nearly as much Uh in the in the following uh, six to eight
2: years, so <laughs> um, for everyone at home who's wondering what Dominion is, um, it was a kind of like a, a different game mode in League of Legends. It was like their first attempt. They had like custom a ram lobbies that you could do at the time, I think, uh, and then they had Dominion, which was you had to capture a couple points, uh, once yeah. t- tree line, uh, blah, blah blah blah. So it was just it was like League of Legends first... capture the flag. It was yeah, it was, it was like their one of their first like alternate game modes that they did. Uh, I do remember playing that. Yeah, if it wasn't for Dominion, we probably don't have TFT. Like, really. Um. So yeah,
3: it's I mean, similar kind of setup. Obviously, not so much drag and drop champions, but like visually.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah, it was like, just, wasn't like, it like a big circle. Yeah, until yeah. and, and, and just to like for them to be capable of providing game modes like that, mm-hmm. right? Because at it, it, first it was Dominion, then it was a Ram, then it was One for All, then it was Earth, right? And then you know through all of I think that Aerosol, yeah. Y- yeah, and then through all of that kind of experimentation and then uh, underlords came out and then auto chess they're like you know what we feel comfortable doing this and i think that's why um even if we go back there i think we have to appreciate like the history of what got us here sometimes Mm -hmm. just as casters and personalities but also like for the game and that's always something really fascinating for me is if we didn't have dominion even though dominion failed even though there is no twisted tree line would we be talking about tft right now i don't know but i think it's cool to think about
1: yeah, definitely, definitely interesting. wasn't there Wasn't there like a DC MOBA that was ba- that was almost closer to Dominion?
3: Oh, like Injustice. Well, Injustice oh, is the fighting yeah, game. Yeah, they
1: no, right? Was it, it also it, called Injustice? It
3: was, I think it might have been like Infinite Crisis or something. It was like everything yeah. was named after a DC event. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing that at I think it was PAX East. Mm-hmm. Like, but I was a little preoccupied because like- I was really excited for WildStar at the time.
1: Wild Star, really I remember well. seeing. Oh man, that's now I'm getting nostalgic. All these dead games, rest in peace. Um, yeah, yeah I, I remember only I played Strong Survive. Yeah, I did play that DC one a little bit. I and there was like a like Butcher Joker or something. He was a tank. It was pretty cool. Uh, I, I hope it comes back. It's definitely not going to. Um, <laughs> <but laughs> we're yeah, gonna. So
2: you uh, you're you're killing it in League of Legends, right? You're, you're you just started about eight years ago um and basically the reason why i jumped in is because before this podcast uh the two of us realized that we went to school together um yeah here, the, here same, in... the same university the at the same, same exact year, time. we both lived on like we both hang out like in the same neighborhood it was actually pretty crazy yeah. we never met we even
3: had like a kevin Bacon kind of connection like we're yeah exactly. I because like you went <laughs>
1: you went to classes with them
3: and i yeah. went to classes
2: with them <laughs> yeah, exactly. So and that let's talk about was like me.
1: Oh, no. no it wasn't <laughs>
2: how, um because for me, that's kind of like where my love of gaming really started. Because, see, so you had, I don't know if you knew this, but we had one of like the best StarCraft teams in the country at the time. And I we remember were like,
3: it vaguely. Yeah, I was we were in final four, and, like, final four. Um,
2: yeah, we hit the final four of that season, which is awesome. Um, But okay. did you take, like, for those of people who are like trying to get into esports now, I know it's hard because no one's on campus or anything, but did you have any like communities that helped? Helped you grow in this space and help you decide to go into using your voice as as your job did that start in college or was that something that you had from way earlier on
3: so i wasn't I, I had played video game through high school and i i sort of like had 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 dropped off it a little bit so by the time i entered college i was mostly focused on meeting people and improving my social skills because uh, surprise surprise i didn't really have any uh when i entered university uh so Actually, what really kickstarted using my voice was uh, I, I ended up joining a fraternity, which was like the biggest exposure to like lots of different types of people. Because in my classes, it was a lot of people that were a little more similar to me because it was all intro engineering stuff and a lot of kids had, had kind of similar backgrounds in that regard. Um, but at this fraternity, which was called Acacia, it was a lot of different types of people with different majors and different backgrounds. And I had to learn not only how to interact with all of them and and kind of listen a little bit better then, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm talking at you. Uh, I learned a little bit about public speaking because there were a million different things you could do to uh, more or less uh, have your voice heard. And sometimes literally. So I, I, I took on a couple of volunteer positions that were usually like, Oh, I'm going to make this speech or talk about this thing. And I was really bad at it, but looking back, I think it was probably the first instance that I, ever got up in front of a group of people and started talking mm-hmm. and mm. it really helped kind of uh, kind of get me on the way to being comfortable in front of crowds and in front of a camera. Uh, and then in terms of esports, a lot of that started as I was graduating. I remember watching a lot of StarCraft stuff, sometimes local and sometimes just on streams. And I was playing uh, Wings of Liberty at the time, because I think it came out in like 2010. So I would have been a yeah. sophomore or a junior. Uh, and when I, when I was uh, looking for work right after I graduated, I just started watching a lot of StarCraft and then eventually League of Legends because I, I had picked up playing it my senior year with a couple of people in my class. And uh, I remember watching people uh, in on the Twitch chat and stuff talk about like shoutcasting and stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's a position. That's a thing. I should look <laughs> into that. That sounds like it'd be really fun because I just like talking about it when I'm sitting on the couch with people anyways. And that was yeah. kind of the start of it.
2: That's really cool, man. Um, uh, We had, did you ever go to the Barcrafts here at, uh, in Boulder? Because that was my first exposure to competitive uh, Starcraft. So I went to all of them. So we were in the same place and didn't know it. It's confirmed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, went, I went to one. I went to one. I
3: remember that. I don't remember exactly where it was, but I did actually start uh, or restart the San Diego Barcraft scene when I got oh, back to nice. San Diego. Uh, because the guy that was running it previously was Navy and he got deployed oh interesting um i, I took it yeah. over and i i was in touch with a guy in in orange county who was like the original barcraft guy and he Super hooked cool. me up with all the connections and stuff it was really cool
2: yeah my um ex took me because you know i liked I, I i was playing league of legends at the same time but i wasn't like aware of competitive esports at that point in time and then i went to this barcraft and i had a blast man i don't know why but i threw up at six <laughs> right like i had i, never I heard I, I had a blast and threw up at six no like i had, s- I'm had such a good time because it was on a sunday and i never went hard on a sunday right oh, yeah. and like yeah yeah for some reason i was wasted by six o'clock in the like at night and <laughs> uh, and threw up but like that exposure and the reason why i bring it up is because i feel like those things are becoming more and more not now of course but um before the disease of the world was spreading in the long, long of, ago, before. Times. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. kinds of gatherings were becoming more, and more prevalent in these communities. And it's just so cool that like, we had to like really search for them right Mm -hmm. but now i think there's opportunities to to really find people who are like-minded and interested in these kinds of things because i think there's less and less stereotype and less and less kind of baggage that comes along with it now right because we were talking to a university for a really cool thing that unfortunately was canceled because of coronavirus and they're like gamers are always part of the stem field and why wouldn't you want to recruit those people?" right (laughs) right and so it's um it's just really interesting how times have changed since we were in school right versus now um yeah, how would you say rumors. how would you say things have changed right like versus you starting to get into this industry back then versus someone who's starting to get into it now like what do you think you had to do that maybe people who are getting into it now don't have to do quite as much
3: I think the biggest thing is to really understand what exactly the 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 field looks like and to be able to explain it to people obviously like if you're starting out and you want to pursue a career in esports like you're not the type of person who feels like they have to explain anything to anyone uh (laughs) because you're probably a little crazy uh which is good but i think the difference is the information for a lot of these things wasn't available and you had to know who to talk to Mm -hmm. you had to know what you were interested in and you had to go seek it out on your own. Um, there were forums, there were places, I mean, there's, there were websites back when I started. So it wasn't like the dark ages. Uh, I remember like, like Gosu gamers and, <laughs> um, you know, pre discord, there were just a lot of Skype groups that everybody met up in and, and talked yep. about stuff. That's how some of my first, uh, e-sports friends, and sometimes even people I connected with in terms of business, uh, came to be is is just through Mm. a bunch of random skype groups and stuff i remember the first time i got dropped in a skype group with like guys like joe miller and monte cristo and i was just like fanboying internally like (laughs) oh my god stay chill don't type the wrong thing like they're gonna think you're a goober and never want to talk to you (laughs) like that's just how people coordinated everything was yeah you had to kind of like it's not like you had to know some secret password it's that you had to be interested enough to go and google it until you found people and I didn't know too many people on uh, in real life. It was mostly online. I started connecting when I did BarCraft stuff, uh, and that that's really what kind of put me on that track to be like, oh, cool, well, this is this is an actual community. This isn't just I'm not just some weirdo in my room watching video games. There's <laughs> lots of weirdos in all of
2: us. Right?
3: <laughs> we can fill a Buffalo Wild Wings if we <laughs>
2: want.
3: Buffalo Wild Wings because they would always be like, yeah, you can totally you know on an off day come in here and like HDMI your computer into yep. like the million TVs we have because you're spending money on our drinks and yep, food yeah. like, great they don't care um yeah that was fantastic a lot of other local places that would do that too but like even back then you had to kind of explain right like what what are you trying to do here yeah it's video games <laughs> but sport like i don't get it yeah you don't have to now it's like esports you heard of esports 9 times out of 10 people are like yeah
2: i've heard of that
1: yeah, it's is
2: it's... that like when you like play play those games for money? Yeah, <laughs> except I
3: talk about the games. I'm like, whoa, right? People
2: pay you for that. I mean,
3: sometimes. <laughs> uh, give me your like. <laughs> give me your like. Okay, okay,
2: because this is something I think we all in this world have to go through. But give me your like. You're you're at Thanksgiving and someone's been like. So what do you do? And you say I'm a caster, and then they go, "What is that? What's your like elevator pitch
3: in that situation?" So here's here's what I do. I ease them into it because I anticipate this moment. This is what it's doing. <laughs> yeah, um, this I don't have a there for a lot of things, but I, I I've done this enough. I don't say I'm a caster because I realize that is a very specific niche term. I say, okay. a I'm an entertainment, which is a good opener for anybody um so free free sports people uh free sports people that uh want to update their tinder profiles definitely put entertainment um <laughs> <laughs> unless you're in la and that doesn't stand out at all i was gonna say so that uh, means you're
1: a waiter go on
3: yeah pretty much uh i say i'm a live commentator which is well, a lot more specific okay. i don't have to say for what um and uh, I also say when they ask, "Oh, so what?" I'm like, well, so have you heard of esports? Usually, we'll drop that term them, and if they say no, I'm like, okay, well, it's like it's competitive gaming, which means it's like sports, but with people playing video games. And usually, I can work from there.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Every now and again, you'll get like somebody who's really old who doesn't understand it at all. But again, more recently, like even I, you know, I fly a lot, right? So when I'm on a yeah. plane next to a random stranger, and that comes up, it's like yeah i talk about video games for a living and and they're like oh i think i might have seen that on tv once it's more i think it's more common in america and some mm. parts of europe than other mm. way other places obviously if you're in korea like everybody's sort of esport yeah um like i met a, i remember 2014 i went to worlds with uh Frost-Grin and kelsey moser who i was i was uh doing a lot of work with at the time and we just met this random older guy who gave us directions and he asked what we were there for and we're like oh we're we're here for this esport thing and he's like oh pro gamers you're pro gamers we're like no no no, we're commentator and he got it and this was like a 65 year old man
1: it's possible yeah yeah it is, that it was
3: in 2014 fun. but it was korea so the point right. is i think it's just it's more widespread people understand mm-hmm. it more and that's i think the biggest difference between now and then there's also more opportunities but it's also harder to stand out like i could get by doing a certain amount of
2: effort back then I think you have to go above and beyond yeah I think the amount Mm -hmm. of content you need to push right now is is so much more than even when I got into it a couple Mm -hmm. years ago right like it's it's actually pretty crazy um because it's like, I don't know if I got into casting now, if I would have been able to get those gigs I was without also doing a bunch of YouTube content. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So oh, it's that's just the thing. To... And I'm, I'm not good at that stuff either. So I, yeah. I feel like I got in at a good time. And, I, and, and do you feel that there are people kind of in our boat? Because I don't know. Um, Blev makes a ton of content, right? So maybe <laughs> maybe yeah. you might have that some guy's on every, That guy's
3: doing a podcast. A podcast <laughs> yeah, a podcast, yeah. That's true. I just, I just don't um, sleep. You like, watch Blev and sleep. Yeah, Not
2: the best... That. Uh, uh, technically, know.
1: that's against TOS. <laughs> I tried. Uh <laughs>
2: But do you think there's are people sleep or <laughs> in your generation of casting um, that are kind of struggling to kind of adjust to that now? Because I think that's actually something that we don't really think about is that the world has changed in our industry, right? Content is so important. And I think some of these younger kids just know how to make that content, right? They learn how to edit in yeah. school. They, they learn how to, like, video and do all this stuff. They're, they're way more comfortable with putting a camera in front of their face and just talking to it, right? Do you think anyone from kind of our generation are having a hard time adjusting to that? Do you see that at all? Or do you think that everything's just kind of going well right now, or is it person to person?
3: Hmm. I
2: think it, it definitely
3: varies person to person. I'll, I'll be the first to admit that that is a good description of me. I think um, I have found it hard to adjust to that new reality, partially because I was in a very cushy, comfortable bubble with Riot, because it was one of the few <laughs> like full-time esports jobs, uh, or in terms of casting, um, and, it, and it paid very well. So adjusting has been extremely difficult and I also I'm not good at things that I'm not as interested in doing and I don't really care to make video content. Mm-hmm. I like audio as a medium and that's what set me on this this voiceover path that I'm in here in LA doing because I I kind of realized like I like to do what I do in terms of commentary. I like to, you know, be a personality but I don't necessarily like to be a content creator primarily.
0: Mm-hmm. So
3: I realized that in order for me to have a future doing, doing any of this kind of stuff down the line, I am going to need to diversify a little bit. And I know that I like working with audio. I understand how to edit mm-hmm. audio. I It's not that I can't learn video. It's just, I know I don't enjoy it because I haven't pursued it. Yep. Uh, and I I don't necessarily want to pursue it. I, I think I've got a better voice than I've got a face uh, and I want to work with that. So I think the most important thing for people that are trying to make that transition from, you know, older to new is like, unless you are so big that you, you can basically just keep up your level of grind and hustle and you'll be okay, which is like your A tier casters. These are your Monties and Semlers of the world, mm. you know, the guys that everybody knows um, mm. for everyone else. And I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely in that like B tier category, um, you've definitely got to find a different way to stand out, and I, you know, I've been able to get to get work, but not necessarily enough to to be where I was previously at Riot. Mm. And I think the important thing is to find something to fill that space with. And for me, it's it's been moving into uh, an adjacent but different and much less niche industry, uh, while I continue mm. to also do commentary. But you know, it's everyone's journey is going to be different, and so there's no like one right answer for that
1: yeah it's definitely in in it one of the i mean we talked you talked about how it's a different landscape now it was much smaller in terms of in, in a lot of ways prize money and just like investment in the scene in general was lower so you know there were fewer eyes on it in general right well now mm-hmm. there's a boom of it in a lot of ways, especially if you just look comparatively, but that doesn't mean that like, oh, well there's X number of dollars. There's X amount more, which means that a proportional, a proportionate number of people can come in and just, it's just an easy divide. It's like, nope, the, uh, the people who were doing it before are just now going to take a bigger share of it. And you're going to have to work really, really hard to get whatever's left. Uh, so a lot of people, yeah, it's definitely hard. And, um, not that I'm, in any sort of position, to I'm not in a position that anyone should ever want to be in. But <laughs> uh,
3: there's another difficulty here, right? And it's it's kind of that that whole specter of like esports making money because there is investment, but it still right. remains an issue mm-hmm. that for the most part, esports on its own doesn't really generate revenue. So therefore, you know, even though it might look like it, we're not swimming in money. Like, right? Uh, <laughs> what's that? What's that cartoon? Um, Scrooge McDuck. Oh, uh, Ducktales! Uh, yeah, 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 Ducktales. I'm showing my age here, but also the fact that I can't remember things. So, you know, definitely an esports boom. We're we're all we're all the same age on this <laughs> <Swimming> podcast. <is laughs> coins.
2: That's actually yeah, we all. I think are we all yeah?
1: Well, if you're college, you're, you're co- we all graduated college in yeah. the same year. Well, I should have graduated. That were
2: you thirty? But... Um, close. Well, I'm also close. <laughs> very very close. I'm also close. Uh, in, in August, year, I believe. Haha. <laughs> Yeah, man. I'm so very so close. When people turn thirty, I always feel like they get this weird second wind. So when I graduated college, I was a preschool teacher for a couple years, and I was really young. And man, those thirty like everyone from like thirty to thirty four, those people knew how to have fun. It's responsible. called having a midlife crisis. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. They, um, they have precious
1: few moments to have fun, so they maximize <laughs> them.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm kind of excited. I can kind of feel it. Already, like for some reason, like I, I can I already hear... hear the Zoomers just tuning out immediately. I, I know, right? I I don't know Zoomers about. listening hey, to guys! podcasts.
1: Omega wall. <laughs>
3: Actually, that's a good point. That's a good point. There probably aren't any.
2: Um, uh, but I think something that you talked about is like the business of esports and how it looks like it's swimming in money, but in reality, it isn't. So, um, for again, for those of you at home, most of the money from esports comes in from sponsorships, uh, and so. I think that's been one of the hardest kind of challenges when it comes to esports right and when you add tft Mm -hmm. to it when there's already not a ton of money and requires investment from riot as we get kind of like into the deeper like riot esports thing where does kind of tft fall in in that economy do you ever see it making money or is it always going to be a thing that kind of advertises something for riot
3: i think i think part of it and and again, Riot's strategy internally and externally was always kind of like we want to make stuff because it's cool. Like, and, and I know people might hear that and roll their eyes, but like that is the message that I heard when I was working for them. Mm. Um, what I will say is, when it comes to dedicated publishers, and that means people who have a very uh, have a very like uh, hands on approach to esports when it you know to the esports for the titles that they publish riot is front and center of that approach uh i would say it doesn't always have to make money because sometimes it's a vehicle for something else sometimes it's a vehicle for the for the game itself Mm. sometimes riot wants to show a little bit of love and i and i think i'm i'm guessing what will happen with tft as far as riots like esports investment will go is they'll feel the waters they'll you know i don't think there's going to be anything near like an lcs for Mm -hmm. tft But I think they might do an international. I think that could happen. Yeah. Um, If it's big enough. I mean, if anything, it might just be, it might just stay as a streamer popularity tournament kind of thing. I think it's a type of game that lends itself really well to that. Um, It's hard because the nature of the game is a little in the competitive camp, but also a little in the silly fun time camp. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think whatever the eyeballs trend towards is what is going to win out of those two.
1: With currently no NBA, NHL, or college basketball, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. BetOnline still has hundreds of places to wager, starting with esports, which could become the final live sporting events around with online broadcasts. They also have action in the online casino, to poker and blackjack, all open 24 hours a day and all online. Sports aren't totally done. There's still mixed martial arts for now. If you're into entertainment, you can still bet on American Idol, the elections, the spelling bee, and there's even a Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Be sure to use the promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your new ticket to online action.
2: Hmm.
1: It's funny because Boop and I had almost the same exact conversation like, I don't know, a month and a half ago and that's like the that that right what you just said is like the synopsis of what we
3: came to. So it's like the more things the more things change the more they stay the same, right?
1: Right. Well, it's just like well and we this will kind of transition us I'm, I'm sorry people who um all you all you youngins who don't care about business and the scene but we'll get we'll talk a little bit about TFT at least a little bit here. Um they did on uh, over the uh over the past week during the set three invitational uh which i'll post the uh link to the synopsis here um if if you didn't check it out you should definitely check it was a very fun it was a very fun tournament to watch or a very fun event to watch i wouldn't necessarily call it a tournament in the same in the same senses well i guess it, w- it was pretty it was relatively competitive but um they did talk um riot magus who is the director of uh esports at riot games and uh dax andrus aka um oh god what's his what's his uh i forget what it is it's, uh no i forget what it is. lunch, riot lunch time, something right what? lunch but what's up no, well you got this i was gonna say i can look him up if you want but. oh it's like it's like riot lunch something i, I forget uh but he's one of the um product people on uh, product managers at TFT. Uh, They said uh, their goal is simple. We want the best players in TFT to be recognized and rewarded for the time they actually spend in the game. So that is, I mean, they they gave us a bunch of like high level information about TFT. I'll I'll use air quotes here competitive. Uh, And that, I mean, at the end of the day, that in and of itself is, I think it's obviously it's good in some ways, but it almost is like, it leaves it open because like that that statement right there doesn't mean to me like oh it specifically says the the time they actually spend in the game that does not make me think oh there's going to be a bunch of tournaments outside that are going to be you know run by riot this is like competitive ladder and, and they they go on to say uh, uh more info next month um they s- where was i thought i saw something specifically about okay uh for galaxies which is what is coming up we intend to have a global set championship with regional tournaments more info that
3: is interesting actually because that's that's kind of a lot compared to everything else every other statement was extremely vague yeah that's like tournaments now Mm -hmm. does that mean they're gonna make those tournaments they're gonna give people tools to create the regionals like is it gonna be a major minor type of thing
1: right
2: Mm-hmm. right so i think something else that's uh something else that's in in the sheet in terms of one of the quotes is competitive uh basically like my 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 biggest question when it comes to everything right is is it good they say in here that they were taken by surprise it was a pleasant surprise on how popular this game was right Mm -hmm. and they finally admitted that part of the reason why esports was delayed so much was because it had to be reactionary they weren't originally planning it and then all of a sudden all of this interest came in and they had to build into that later is that a like for me i can't help but think that that's going to cause its own set of issues just in general but also there might be some positives what do you think um uh, devin in terms of being reactionary to building a scene like that right because for legends of runeterra it's very obvious they've they thought about esports when it came to legends of runeterra that was pretty much built into the game but for something like this it was different how do you think that kind of affects its possible longevity
1: Hmm.
3: well in terms of esports or in terms of like the game the game like thriving as a game
2: I like think now, a little bit of both, vision. right? Like okay. I think I think in terms of the game thriving in terms of like casual audience is, I think, an obvious plus, right? But a lot of these players didn't get a chance to show off any of their skills in the last set, right? And so in terms of competitive TFT, how do you think the fact that things are reactionary, things are getting built as things are going on affects how mm. effective it can be?
3: Well, I will say that uh, most e- most successful esports have a track record of not being built to be esports. Sure. Uh, so that's you know history's on their side. Um, <laughs> I think I think in the in this modern modern era that we have, though, the fact that it took them a little by surprise kind of surprises me. Hmm. Um, and I you know I I, I have faith in riot's capabilities to build things but also it might mean it's a little slower than it would have been otherwise uh so you know they're saying they want to have something this set at least to some degree downscale um compared to like you know if they had planned like something grandiose but also i think it, it makes it flexible right it's them being reactionary them being um ad- uh, adaptable to what fans want as long as they are listening and are providing lots of information about that hmm. uh is a good thing because it means that they'll build something that's more in line with what the fans would like than like something that's something that th- it's what they think the fans want right, right. Like, when i when i so this is where i'm going to bust out my software engineering degree it's not something i get to do very often uh, <laughs> i feel that man <laughs> there are two different ways to build software for the most part there's the old school method, which is really bad. It's called waterfall.
1: Oh God, this is what uh, I deal build... with in my real job all day. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking please about. Don't, it's, it's, please don't please don't start talking it's, about it's, agile it's, methodologies. It's, it's, oh God.
3: <laughs> I won't use the buzzwords, but here's here's how it works. You the waterfall method is really straightforward. You just you build you build the thing in one big go and you give it to the customer, and it's like, hopes that what hopes that what you, hope that is what you wanted. I can't even English it's so bad. There's a different way to do it. Um, and it incorporates some of those buzzwords that you just said, but more or less (laughs) it involves building in bits and pieces, Mm -hmm. uh, and having constant feedback with the client. Um, which is coincidentally, I think, how pretty much everything should probably be done. Every sort of creative, like commission building thing,
1: all of these Um, companies are doing it,
3: yeah. Yeah, and and, and every major company incorporates this this methodology. Yeah, it's usually referred to as agile or scrum or something like Mm -hmm. that. Um, there's a million different buzzwords, and there's a whole science of it I won't get into, but basically, it involves iterating and getting feedback on the iteration and building mm-hmm. bit by bit. And as long as Riot takes that approach, I think they can build something well. It just may take a little longer than had they planned for it in the beginning. Um, right. With regards to the game itself and keeping casual fans interested, I guess it just matters how much more they value that because
2: sometimes those two approaches are a bit at odds, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think Overwatch, Overwatch is having, I think, a really hard time with that. Like, how do, how do, how do we kind of make everyone happy in a sense yeah. but but i think you i think you bring up some good points uh it makes me i'm definitely excited and it's cool that we get to have these kinds of questions about a genre that didn't exist <laughs> you know um yeah
3: well that, i mean that's the coolest thing go, about right? about this this you know this is this going cycling back to that whole esports discussion and like what's different now is like well you've also got so much more to choose from like back in the day it was like all right you want to you want to take a bit of, a bit of moba or get all you know grab a slice <laughs> off the fps platter and you know, your choices are, like, CSGO, or do you want to be like Hearthstone, a Right, <laughs> right.
2: Hearthstone
3: was, like, Hearthstone was the hottest, like, ooh, this is different. It's a digital card game, but it's made by Blizzard, so it has a lot of polish, and it's heavy and, it's yeah. happy and, and mm-hmm. animated and exciting. And if you're a big, like, Warcraft universe lore nerd like me, it's fantastic. <laughs>
0: um,
3: and now you've got everything. Like, so this is yeah. where the eSports Zoomers are spoiled. Uh, yeah. You have so much to choose from. And that's really cool. Like, there's never been a better time to, like, pick the game you're hyped for, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Or games. You can like them all.
2: You are allowed to do that, despite what everyone on the internet will tell you. Oh, man, I know. One of the most frustrating things for me in the Overwatch community is when people were, like, actively trying to get Fortnite to not be successful. Right. And it's like, guys, if Fortnite is successful, Overwatch will be successful. It doesn't have to. Rising tides. Yeah. We don't (laughs) have to like race to the finish line. Which is why the
3: whole mobile. mobile isn't esport thing just grinds my gear oh Blevins, so yeah. we, we had this conversation, we did, spoiler we did. Alert, on the podcast oh okay podcast, but i'm gonna be releasing in the next day or two
2: i have like six hours worth of venting for mobile not oh, being an esport yeah. man sorry i don't want to open that can of worms but <laughs> well it's like
3: the, if the, you're saying that just no just stop stop and download something on your phone and go and play that for a few hours here,
1: here's my thing and and we can open it up. We can, we can we can peek. We can peek it open a little bit because we because TFT is coming to mobile in uh, if when you're listening to this tomorrow or if you're listening Maybe to this like in the, the future and you're already playing it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, man. We thanks. got there. Um, TFT is coming out to mobile, um, and like uh, Pyra said, we talked about this on. Uh, the ggwp podcast which you should definitely listen to and we'll uh, like check out check out check out my twitter when that comes out because uh, i'll be tweeting about that i was on it by the way um <laughs> a lot of a lot of fiddlesticks impressions on that show like a disturbing number of fiddlesticks impressions <laughs> um but and I'll, I'll preface this like i did on uh uh before these numbers might be off because i'm referencing a tweet that i saw two days ago so if i'm off don't hang me for it please uh speaking of the fiddlesticks video that fiddlesticks uh, reveal video in like 48 24 48 hours or some some short period of time got like 3 million views or something like that right you think okay that's i mean 3 million views is 3 million views it's a it's a youtube video for uh you know a spoil like a i don't know what was, was it like a minute 20 or something like that maybe two minutes uh, yeah. a little teaser for a uh, champion rework uh, big thing. I mean, I saw that thing posted a million times on Twitter. All of all of Riot Twitter's all over it. Con- contrasting that is uh, a Brawl Stars video. That is, I mean, if you're not, I sh- love that game. By the way, Brawl Stars is Brawl Stars amazing. Is by the way, go go download fun. Brawl Stars. Uh, use yeah. the creator code. Blev- no, I don't have a creator code. Uh, I, I <laughs> you really wish I my did. Dude. I, I really know man, I he did.
2: needs a sponsor Someone so Someone get this man a sponsor. I have never met a man l- that likes to shill. Oh. Uh, ironically and unironically. Yeah. As much as. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, golden,
1: golden Honestly. boy is, is the oh, golden, is a golden boy. Yeah yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah, No, that's but true. I mean, he, he's very specific. He's a bit monogamous. He likes <laughs> T-Mobile. Yeah. yeah he <laughs> he T-Mobile. likes his T-Mobile. By oh, yeah. the way, I don't mind because that's my dad's company. So yeah, there you go. Um,
1: but okay. Brawl Stars, a great game, by the way, go download it. Um, not hashtag actually not an ad um uh, yet they did what is the equivalent of like a nintendo direct uh like a, a a developer video showing stuff that's coming out soon right um and uh before i tell you how many views that got in a similar amount of time go go to twitch right now and see how many people are are watching brawl stars right now i would imagine it's like a thousand at most at most i don't i don't know what it actually is but uh, that video in a similar amount of time to the Philistix video got 10 million views on YouTube Compa- so it's like yeah. that that's, that's insane. insane it's it's insane, insane. so like and I'm, I'm not trying to take away from Riot saying that they messed up and I'm not trying to say that I mean Supercell probably does also by the way they're both owned by Tencent uh, so uh, <laughs> yeah but like the whole world is at this yeah, point yeah that's true yeah. also Riot yeah. is 100% owned by Tencent uh, Supercell is I think or something, maybe 40%. I don't remember what one is, but it doesn't matter. Um, Just to put it in perspective for like how big of an impact mobile has and how widespread it is. So like when, when Boob and I have been talking about this for the last, you know, months since the beginning of the show, really, it's like, we're not joking when we're saying that this is going to open up TFT to a ton of new people. A it's going to, it, it is going to expand to a lot of people um, I would I would expect the show to grow. I would expect a lot of new people in the Discord. And if you're listening to this for the first time, hello and welcome, mobile friends. Um, but it, it it's like it's a different ballpark almost. Like that is a big number. That is three times as many as a Riot Games <laughs> released video. And yeah. I'm imagining. A lot of you listening to this probably might not know what Brawl Stars is because it's not even Supercell's number one game. Yeah,
2: I know. And it's still great. Oh, it might not know, even be their yeah, number I'm two, a honestly. Guy, personally. It's
1: probably yeah. their number three, and that might not even be true because those like like Heyday, which <laughs> or Boom Beach, like do you guys know about those games? They're no. they're effing huge. Yeah.
3: And it's 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 because it's global, right? Like right. you look at you look at even the biggest esports and uh like in, in terms of computer games mm-hmm. right like just to use a very very old term at yeah. this point uh, are a little bit locked geographically because right. there are many countries that don't have easy access to right. the type of computer equipment you need to mm-hmm. play those games i mean like league was famously made for like every pc but you still can't even get a reasonable price pc for a lot of people in countries like india and, and, right. and parts of china and mm-hmm. and the middle east and like You look at all these mobile games, and you have huge fan bases, huge player bases in those countries that have—spoiler alert—millions of people. Yeah, billions uh, even in India. In some cases, billions. Yeah, India,
2: China, and sometimes they're in regions that are like untapped. Like I still Mm -hmm. think that Brazil has like some untapped esports potential. Right, uh, because they always it's have PUBG Mobile and
1: from... Garina free, free Fire. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and their mobile market is huge in Brazil, right? Mm-hmm. And the mobile market is huge in China and Korea. Um, not so much Japan, which is very interesting. There's a whole thing about Japan and mobile games that they Japan and esports in general have a weird history. You um, think with the whole anime thing,
3: like the Japanese bigger
2: market and market Nintendo. <laughs> Maybe uh, that's why, because Nintendo hates to esports. Towards Japanese-made things, <laughs> that's it. <definitely. laughs> um, but, but what I think is. Um really intriguing when it comes to just like mobile gaming in general is like you said it's the access right um but that could and what i think is really cool about tft it's not like in league or overwatch when they have like those free weekends that you get stuck in a queue with someone who's never played before Mm -hmm. right like at least in tft with all of these new people one there might be enough new people for all of them to be in lobbies together Mm -hmm. right but at the same time like it's not a game that i think is going to punish those of us who have been playing a while right right um by putting us in lobbies with people who haven't right and i think that so we take those w's yeah exactly (laughs) and i think as i think as time like goes on and tft makes it into more and more hands because again like we cannot understate how much more access tft is going to have on mobile and this kind of goes towards my and we talked about this just a little bit before um the show it goes into what other games and genres are doing at the same time right Mm -hmm. hearthstone just had a huge announcement they're changing core mechanics in the game for the first time really since they released (laughs) right um and you know you've got other auto battlers underlords just went through a big update tft and riot going to be pushing into mobile this competition is really really good but is it going to be like league of legends where only one moba kind like it's been moba it's been dota 2 and league right forever i think in terms of like the upper echelon moba places is this going to be similar for for tft do you think do you think it's going to be tft and underlords and nothing else or do you think there's a possibility to say something else might be able to come up and and join them in this kind of like auto battler rng genre
3: i might be in a little bit of a bubble because i haven't played underlords and i know like there's the drodo whatever auto chess yeah. thing that exists yeah the, the, like...
1: the, the technically the original one but no one cares
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: um yeah i i, I don't know like, I, I feel if like... you were an indie game company would you explore this genre and potentially make a game because but maybe if you don't have yeah. the expectations
3: that <laughs> that like big publishers do because you got to think like who's behind uh who's behind like these these big these big auto battlers, right? Like those are large companies. If you are an actual indie studio, it might be worth it. But, you know, I was saying this to Blevins on, on our, on, on the GGWP as well, that like part of the issue is like, you have some, when you're using IP that is recognized from another title mm-hmm. that is very popular, it certainly helps to spread things out a little bit. And I think this is what TFT has um over the competition. And even, even over some of the other well-known auto-battlers at the moment. So that's kind of, just because like League is so popular with a lot of people already, that's not going to do anything for like the mobile-only crowd, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's certainly going to help the people that are already invested in the world of League of Legends. Uh, yeah, it made right. it really easy for me to play TFT, not just because I knew the IP, but because I already have the League client installed on my mm-hmm. computer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's um, just right there.
2: And, and the other thing I kind of wanted to pick both of your guys' brains about is, I think when it comes to esports, to assume that, like, the epicenter is, is going to be the United States, I think, is, a, is is too presumptuous, right? I think it's hard for us, Amer- for some of us Americans, to kind of think outside of America. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to mobile, I think the first thing most people think of is Asia, right? Um, yeah. In terms of where you build this esports, would you... How much kind of would you you invest in in the Asian market? Because it's going to be new. I mean, they put the Star Guardian skins, I think, in the game because of this. This is a theory. Um, Those skins are the best-selling skins in League of Legends and very, very popular in Asia. So good. They're yeah, so and, I mean, and they deserve. They made an to be. anime introduction in Japanese <laughs> they deserve to be. The, <laughs> they mm-hmm. deserve to be the best skins in the game, but super popular in China and Korea, yeah. and I think a lot of the set is is geared towards that. Like even some of the artwork originally, I thought was was more toward. in Legends of Ruterra, I feel this way too, where it gets like, kind of gotten an, an Asian market feel to it. Yeah, Would well, I think Riot's art's trended that way
3: for a little while now. They, yeah, they yeah, 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 yeah. their assets. Uh, um, back a couple of years ago, like splash arts and everything, um, across all the clients.
2: And, oh yeah, because Chinese client had their own splash arts. And, and they they did. So and some different. of them were
3: just better. Some of them were for cultural reasons, like Karthus, who's you know right skeletons. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. can't be shown, so they had like a hood. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, that's why that's what you now see in the global uh, client. But that was that was like a spaghetti code cleanup. But I think <laughs> they are trying to work with the more Asian market palette. Uh, yeah. because that's where expansion is possible.
2: If you were to take a pie chart, right, and you were kind of like, all right, this is where we're going to spend a lot of our resources in esports, right? Um, how big do you think that part of the pie is going to be for Asia? Like, how much access... How is it going to well, be easier for them to access tournaments, do, or is it going to be...
1: Do you know. talk about all of Asia, including India, in that? Because it, <laughs> a lot, cause technically, in Asia... Just Another burgeoning e market, by the right, way. Right, right. I mean, if you say all of Asia, that is like half of the yeah. population of the world. So let's
2: talk, the let's talk China, China, Korea. China, Korea. Yeah. Okay, but, but yeah, those are, those are different e- yeah.
3: ecosystems, but they're also very, they're also, you know, big uh, in their own way. Right. Here's Where do you see TFC of, being the most popular? I think is kind of like the Sparknodes version of what I'm saying. Probably China, just pure numbers, but it's but hard for thing, it not like, to be. I think you have to think about this in terms of, for competitive and mobile, you can get really flexible. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe it's because we're currently in this like weird place in the world where everything is on lockdown and we're back to online only tournaments. Um, But I think that might be the way to go. Partially because I'm an esports boomer and watching people on stage with phones doesn't look as cool as watching them (laughs) with computers. Um, But I think you can get very flexible globally because you don't have to worry about ping with right. mobile the same way you do with a traditional game. That's not always true, but
2: it's not a lot Not every more game is
3: Vainglory.
0: <laughs> no, that's true. Not
3: every game is Vainglory. I, but I do think there's a lot more flexibility there uh, than there is for, uh, you know, your, your, your dedicated server PC games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's the greatest asset that mobile has in terms of accessibility, apart from obviously being on devices that literally everyone has. Mm-hmm. Uh, right in the, you know, in, in, in places where self-service exists. Uh, So I think you can work with that. Um, Also large player bases, like you can make a lot of cool regional things. You can make a more global uh, kind of series of tournaments that way. And I think you can set it up much more on the cheap than you could Mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, with older, older esports. And I'm I'm curious to see what approach publishers actually adopt for that. And when it comes to TFT, what Riot and Tencent actually want to do. 'Cause usually the relationship is Tencent's like, cool, we do everything in China. You can do whatever else you want. Don't don't bother us. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm see, I'm wondering for esports and for competition. So I'm I'm getting two things here. So we got the the um we want the best TFT players to be recognized and rewarded for the time they actually spend in the game. Okay. That's one thing. And then we're going to have regional and we're gonna have a global set championship and a regional tournament. Those two things are almost contrasting, and one of the, and the reason I say that is because uh, global set championship and regional tournament makes me think that one of the main metrics they're looking for is viewership for that event, be it Twitch, be it YouTube, be it whatever platform. Whereas TFT, the best TFT players being rewarded for their time actually spent in the game is the metric is are you playing the game? Is the game being played? How many people are playing? How long are they playing? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I'm wondering because mobile and Twitch are not, they, it's not that they don't mix, but it is not the same. YouTube is the mobile thing. YouTube videos are, 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 are what it is for mobile. It's not even really live because it's, it is almost, it is harder to stream live mobile than it is to stream live PC. So I'm wondering, um, I'm really wondering what uh are they gonna are they gonna be trying to push something on Twitch? Are they gonna be trying to push people to something in the game? So that's what I'm really wondering. Um,
3: that's an interesting yeah, concern because interesting. it it reminds me a little bit of, you know, like what's going on with the changing landscape when it comes to uh, viewing platforms. Obviously, like I'm 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 not even gonna get into China with like do you and Huya and all those other yeah, platforms. Yeah. Um but like let's just think of like Twitch versus YouTube right now about what 5 years ago you, uh, Twitch was the only platform in the west to watch yep. esports content on now I mean, there shoot, is like 3 I mean, years you were ago beam yeah 3 years ago yeah exactly <laughs> i actually <laughs> there's, there's, have
1: yeah. i actually have a little which might be worth a lot of money now um and you'll know why when i say what it is a little uh bottle of hand sanitizer that's beam branded from PAX a
0: few oh, years wow. ago
3: Oh no. Oh. And by the way you hang on to that that's a very precious thing in these times i was gonna say um, it might be worth it might be worth eighty
1: seven thousand dollars right now
3: quite po- collecting value and intrinsic yeah. uh yeah so i think youtube has been taking a lot more a lot bigger part of the pie and the thing about youtube is like it doesn't have the brand attachment that like we as you know trademark gamers mm-hmm. have to it but again the mobile audience wasn't watching on twitch in the first place so they don't have that like it's like a bunch of it's like a bunch of people who have never seen an apple product before they're not going to give a damn about the new iphone
1: (laughs) right they're just not 100 uh
3: so when you when you talk about it like i don't think it matters what platform is on and and no one cares if you're using kappa or emojis right uh so if if you're again it's about being flexible it's about being um versatile youtube as a platform is more versatile than twitch Mm. and Honestly, whoever wins this this whole streaming war is going to be the one that gets the embedded content faster. And I think YouTube's a lot further along for mobile games. Um, yeah. Because if I if I open up Clash Royale and there's a tournament on, there's a notification. I click it, and it instantly shows me an embedded stream going yep. on right now. Yep.
1: On YouTube. That's
3: yep. that is that is the esports it's the experience. It's yeah, and that's that's all you need. Yeah. So if YouTube can do that, uh, they're going to win. Mm, Hundred uh, percent. Yep.
1: And. I mean, the other thing that we didn't talk about, we don't need to go any further into, is it's not even just region, right? Um, it's age. Not that TFT, like, I don't think TFT necessarily uh, is going to be the best or most fun game for someone who's six or 10 or 12, because it's a little. I'm not even, I, I I don't even say that as hyperbole. Like, I know, I know. We're like, Fortnite, you kind of it's like okay i'm running around i'm jumping i'm I'm shooting right like you kind of get it like tft it's like if you have no idea what's going on it's just going to kind of not be fun but maybe yeah. it is maybe i mean especially with the space set it's like you put space well, things together you get it you yeah
3: kinda, i yeah. think it's intuitive enough like yeah. the visuals hopefully will get addressed because yeah. i have been hearing I, I don't have pbe so i haven't seen this firsthand i've been hearing a lot of stuff looks really similar yeah uh but mm, I, I still think, think that's uh, kind of an issue yeah, if you can get around that, um, if right. you can get around that, mm-hmm. that that will that will be, I think, the holy grail there. Because if you can make your game very intuitive, low barrier to entry, mm-hmm. and like and high skill cap, mm-hmm. that's like the holy grail of gaming.
1: Yeah, I mean, everyone wants to emulate Fortnite, right? Uh, yeah. Who is owned by Epic Games? Who's owned by Tencent? By the way, I, uh, I,
2: have, <laughs> I have a confession to make. Go on. Have you not ever played Fortnite? never played
3: Fortnite. me neither i have played it when it came out i'm just like i can't i can't do
2: this i have a um so if i ever go back to school i want to like do like my master's in something like esports related um because i i have like a thesis that battle royales um were more damaging to (laughs) esports than um than mm-hmm. positive they brought a lot of viewers but in terms of what is a competitive game now i think it's like super muddled because the battle royale phase is just was so hardcore right all of a sudden there were so many Battle it got you got, it, you you got high stream res it. It
3: a little bit to people who weren't typically gamers to begin with and we yeah really thinking about the mobile audience again yeah. it's that's true that's a different that's true untapped thing, um but, but i'd
2: yeah. love i'd love to kind of like explore kind of if the battle royale never happened where would league be Right, where would it, where would it, uh, Rocket League be? You know, right? I
3: don't know because League had its own path, right? Like in a lot That's of ways, true. yes, it had competition from things like Fortnite, but I I genuinely think that Blizzard coming out with with Overwatch and the Overwatch League drove Riot's heels in to be like okay we need
2: to start really kicking into high gear oh that's so funny that you say that because I always considered Blizzard the company that made their game second they waited for someone to make Mm -hmm. something and then they just perfected it oh right, they did
3: but that's what I'm talking about with Overwatch League specifically I think got Riot esports wise thinking uh, yeah and
2: and I think Overwatch League was like Riot doing that now right it's just Mm -hmm. like okay all right, we see you, Blizzard. Because they did, uh, what did she say in that? Oh, because we all know you have phones, like in like the whole 10-year anniversary thing. With the mobile
3: conversation, it turns out they were right. Yeah, (laughs) and so, Uh, um... you know, maybe the wrong wrong crowd to talk to.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But um, basically, I think it's just, uh, I think Riot has their ideas, and I think they're, conceptualization of how things are moving forward I think is the most confident I've been in them in a really long time, especially post-controversy. Yes. Um, they're, they're on
3: the right track at the moment.
2: Yeah, um, and so definitely. in terms of like community, like the last thing I kind of want to... My interesting thing is let's give them a, some ideas, maybe some free some free consulting here. One of my favorite things about Hearthstone, especially since it's on mobile, are the special things you get when you go to the tavern... I always tavern Brawl. The name. Or
1: not Tavern Brawl. Uh, I know what you're talking about.
2: Like the mixers. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> right where you and you get like a yeah. special
2: portrait and you get like some like swag i think there's an opportunity finally for league of legends to do this how do you kind of like do you do you do you see them doing that or do you because i would love because pokemon go does it like if you were at a starbucks you would get a, a yeah. like dollars yeah. off a drink i think I they could build some of that into tft is that if they're big? smart that won't just be in tft that'll also be in wild rift and, and Rupert, oh, right. uh, I, always yeah. for, I always forget wild rift is coming out right that's i think cool wild deal. rift is
1: gonna explode I think it's going to blow up all of it. Like more than TFT, more than RuneTerra. I think it's going to blow it all, up even more.
2: Um yeah, and so like I what kind of like buy-in do you think they're going to be capable of doing? What's some like crazy ideas that if you were an experiential marketing agency, you might uh <laughs> you, you might I mean like I do like the idea up. of
3: like location-based stuff, but you also want to encourage people to be like, you know, not like crowd certain areas especially right now. Yeah, um, right. But I, I think having like time-based events that are specific to the mobile version is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um I love at those least in things. the beginning. Um I think maybe having like a like a geotagging like skin kind of thing. Like maybe you can like in-game currency, like as in not something you buy, but like something you earn for grinding. Um if you play in a certain area, like a specific country or a specific state or something, maybe you could get like some kind of custom. Uh, you know, in TFT specifically, maybe a custom little legend. Like a lunar new yeah. year little legend or something. Yeah. And by the way, because it's gonna have cross play, like right. that can show to people that are in the you know the computer oh, client. The mobile guy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. by the way, I think they should pair this with the computer client. As in yeah. you should yeah, yeah, yeah. you should have like something special that you get for playing the the computer version too. So nobody gets left out, right? Yeah. That's the it's idea. Sensitive. So important. Yep. Yeah. And <laughs> have everyone try different things.
1: Yeah. There's so much that they can do and Honestly, I'm more excited about mobile than I think I've been about just in general as a concept than Me I too. am about it's almost kind of like anything the
2: release else. Of the game, yeah,
3: you know, uh, for like sure. this is the release. It's crazy yeah. for sure. And it's not anyway. like it's not like you know, for people who are already invested in the game, like functionally, what's going to change is you can now play it on your on your phone when you're walking around when you're not commuting, but like, you know, if you take a shower or something again in the shower again, (laughs) right now, probably not as much is going to change because people are indoors for the most part. Right. But going forward. Yeah. Yeah,
1: for sure. It's awesome. Okay. We are, uh, right about at time now. Um, and also, you are in. <laughs> Pyra is in the darkness right now. <laughs> Hold on, let me turn the light on. <laughs> on down. If you turn the light on and I see fiddlesticks in the background, I'm going to scream like a little yeah, girl. Just like- Hello,
3: so if, if you see fiddlesticks in the background, let me know because then I'm gonna die and that'll be bad. That's so funny your
2: that, you, that you're saying that because I, I I've like seen really fiddlesticks
1: funny, this whole time.
2: No, I got a really funny <laughs> reputation in the. Overwatch, Don't you go there um, Hello, in the Overwatch community of always being always somehow finding my way into a picture. <laughs> so I was called the Slenderman of Overwatch for a little while. <laughs> oh, God. Because, yeah, like, like I'm at, like, Monte Cristo's New Year's, and I'm just, like, in the back. You can see, like, one half of my eyeglasses. <laughs> like, you're, how...
3: like, the ultimate photobomber. You don't even know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a yeah. But, movie.
2: like, I'm like that in every picture I've realized. And so, like, I definitely am, like, the Slenderman. Or, like... Or, or is that a time traveler in the picture? I'm like totally out of place, right? It's a uh, yeah, like know. like that like that I'm picture of, of the it. dude that looks
3: like Keanu Reeves from the 1800s. Yes, <laughs> yeah, like
2: that is Keanu Reeves. What are you saying? Yeah,
1: he he was just he was
2: just traveling time. Yeah, yeah. But
1: yeah,
3: Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. <laughs>
2: <Now> that was <laughs> well, a boomer reference. True. Well, um, I got one Gen more. X. I got one more cereal question if we've got a little okay. bit of time. Okay, we do. Cool. Uh, uh, Cheerios or Frosted Mini Weeks? That's a Golden Boy question. If we're talking True. about cereal, it's about it's with
1: Golden, Golden Grams.
2: Um, But where do you hope this all goes, right? Like, just like, it doesn't matter what you, what you know right now, right? Like, what is kind of like your hope for this, Uh, for something like TFT? Because for me, my hope is like, this is new. I hope it's successful. It brings in a ton of new people into uh league of legends i think the age demo skews older so it potentially grabs people with actual buying power that can support the games um what about you where Where do you want this to go uh me or, me or mr Blevins is over here
1: oh he already knows i want everything to oh. crash and oh. burn
2: uh, so i <laughs> <Some,
3: some men laughs> just want to watch the world burn um yeah i you know i hadn't really thought about tft bringing more people into league but that definitely should have a knock-on effect it brought me back um, to league it, there you go which by the way i uh, need to add you we're, we're playing uh we're playing tomorrow oh we you're to
1: you're not gonna, gonna want to play with me Boop can attest <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, you I'm don't want i
3: need to, i just need excuse for some in-houses oh, um, all right
1: yeah, I'm in. I
2: no
3: i'm always so, down to play by
0: the
1: way boop is significantly better sad. than i am all GGWP
3: right. and uh, Little Legends crossover. Yeah, uh, we're, doing we're doing it. We're doing it. Oh, that'd be great. It. That'd be super fun. H- yeah. Hondo. That's that's what I. That's all I wanted. This re- for this. This is, is a long con.
1: I never even played TFT. I just wanted to play League with you guys. So. <laughs> I just needed yeah, two people <laughs> for my clash team,
3: guys. <laughs> exactly. Clash no, Royale though. Cla- your clash, clash Royale team
1: so. because I'm in two v
3: two. So I'll take it. But this is this is the thing about about that is like I don't necessarily know where. Like the ultimate goal for like TFT mobile being like expanding out to everyone going, but I I just think more people playing, which is fun, is always a good thing. So Mm -hmm. even if that's the only change that happens, I'd be pretty happy because TFT is a fun game. I enjoy Mm -hmm. it. I think Riot keeps it pretty fresh. They you know they change the set every six months. Maybe maybe I'd like them to do if they're going to go competitive, maybe make it a whole season. Like let's have maybe a set, unless it's a bad set and then you can patch, but whatever uh last you know like the length of a a typical league of Legends season sync those things up Mm. um i i'd like to potentially see that uh but yeah i would like to see some tournaments some events i don't know what form they'll take or if they'll be riot sponsored or third party or a little bit of both uh but i just think more tft is always fun so i'm happy with whatever happens as long as more people are playing
2: hell yeah what about you blev
1: i mean i am biased right because I, I, I mean we're both biased because we're casting tft tournaments so we obviously want more uh speaking of which uh check out the uh, tft set to uh farewell tournament featuring myself and mortdog uh a sponsor man. please
2: someone give him a sponsor please let him chill for, for something like <laughs> for me not for blundings i need him to st- just <laughs>
1: uh email blevmedia gmail.com if you want to uh for business inquiries. <laughs> um but yeah i mean email. i've talked to, <laughs> I, I i made that one up myself um i'm i'm torn a bit well okay i'm not torn i am um i'm in a position where i am um not apathetic but i don't if if it we were talking about this before like TFT events can be on sort of a scale between entertainment and like traditional, like competitive esports, right? We saw the um, Rise of the Elements tournament was maybe a little bit more towards the entertainment. We saw this TFT Invitational was still entertainment because it, you know, featured some non like pro players, just like entertainers, but played a relatively competitive format. So that was maybe a little bit more. And then we see something like the Giant Slayer events um, that are like just straight up competitive best players in the world playing in a, a, a format, right? To me as a caster and someone doing the podcast, I don't actually care which one it is, right? Like if it's if it's full entertainment and it's wackiness, I can do that. I, I'm fine I'm I'm I don't know if you guys know this, but I don't take myself that seriously. Um and I, I'm not I'm not sure if you guys can tell but I don't really care that much. You cast the whole event with that
2: uh, with double voice that you have. I over. have, <laughs> I want Lev I don't know why he, I want him to lean in. Not just like lean into joy. Like I'm saying like lean into the voices. That's a good like, content.
1: Hold on, yeah. wait, wait. What if I just like always? Like I'm I
3: just doing the whole cast like this. Just like the whole cast. I mean, oh, I, you crazy. laugh, but I've had some co-casters that sound like that, so. But did they, <laughs> did they
1: echo like this the
2: whole time? No, hello, now you're hello. like the voice in
3: my head.
1: No, that's
2: Telling a. Prank f- f- okay, so. F- a thing.
3: We're getting way off topic. Okay, this
2: is, this is even more off topic, but I just. 10 minutes it, ago, we're at time. time. Yeah, yeah you know, this
1: is. This is the, we, we reverted back to the pre show where we're just not even close to talking about something uh, relevant.
2: Did you guys know <laughs> that 10% of the world doesn't have an inner voice? I did know that that's crazy to me because i talk to myself in my head constantly i mean (laughs) i
3: i I consciously change my inner voice sometimes it doesn't have like a dialect or an accent Mm -hmm. it's just like thoughts sometimes yeah like i have a monologue that is like a strong british accent
1: so my inner monologue generally is a lot of times it's just me talking to myself but i will admit for a long time, back in in the times that you guys were probably referencing earlier, when we were watching when you were watching StarCraft uh, content, my inner monologue was Day Nine for a very long time because I would <laughs> watch a the daily monologue
3: voice.
2: It, it was I great. used to love the Day Nine daily.
1: I watched them religiously back His in
2: the playthrough day. Playthrough of Amnesia, the best ones <laughs> That's <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> a cherry. <laughs> oh it's so good i watched that like every like every halloween i put that on for, like, when just, like just, randomly like... My, my favorite is when he throws a book and then gets scared by the book he threw <laughs> no, it, no, there was a... oh did he do that i thought he did that and like it triggered something and then it was oh running. maybe uh, it, it's been a while but yeah, if you ever want to get into gaming like one of that the is... best less plays of all time yeah Day yeah, nine is just uh,
1: one of the best of all time. Uh, also, has nothing to do with TFT whatsoever. Anyway, so, there's people who are probably that. ripping their. Like, why haven't these guys talked about the patch notes yet? Because we're going to talk about them on another episode. Okay. We have this. You know, go read the patch notes. I'll put the link in the description. You can read them. You don't need to hear us read them. We'll talk about them in the next episode. Don't worry about it. Um, I like these sorts of episodes. This is almost we'll like here. our episode 25, except it was more. This was much more. <laughs> Uh, we don't talk about episode twenty five very often because that was the. It's like it's like the Boop and I did LSD and then we just hit record <laughs> it's like and like the
2: thirteenth. Nah, we building. didn't really, It doesn't. That's, you know, it's yeah. it's, a, it's a yeah, bold decision. yeah. It's a bold decision. It, it goes from episode twenty four to twenty six. There is yeah. no episode yep. twenty. I mean,
3: you guys have you guys have some 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 serious unique branding. I mean, like you know I. I, I like a lot of what you guys are doing. It's it's bold. It's different. You know, you don't have to take yourself seriously, and you don't. Yeah, right?
2: you know, I think esports has a thing where it's all about the visual, right? Like, it's all about Zed, right? And <laughs> um, lights and electronica. And, you know, that's cool. But I also think a lot of us yeah. are like this, right? That was also okay. like
3: 2014 esports when it was like monster cat music on every show, <laughs> which, by the way, was the greatest time yeah. in the history no, 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 of esports.
2: No, no, no. Don't at me. No, 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 that's why i hey, am electronica <laughs> don't worry i <laughs> embrace um... the full electronica <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I really appreciate this and I, i'm glad that yes. you like it because my co-caster in overwatch we were definitely modeling ourselves after like kobe right just like yeah. you know it's fun to do right and it, we're like you we also like watching games and so i think it's important yeah. to show that that we're also we're not above yeah. anybody if, we're if with... you're
3: having fun other exactly. people are
2: having fun true exactly and that's yeah. true in any creative endeavor true
3: true
1: i'm well, certain this
2: has been wonderful dude yeah, yeah. it I has like been great
1: I, I certainly don't think i'm above anyone in fact i think i'm far far below most people
2: yeah some
3: people might call you you still deserve money. a sponsorship
1: i uh, well you know uh email by me gmail. Someone
3: get this man a sponsor <laughs> <laughs> hashtag 2020 hashtag. call my agent right now yes uh please <laughs> I do i don't have an agent oh i know right. i got excited for, fun, for a quick if second i did
1: the agents should be knocking on my door although not literally because don't go outside but um on that note <laughs> Pyra, thank you so much for coming on the show. It has been an absolute blast. Where can people find you and tell us a little bit about, or you don't need to tell us a little bit about, but where can people find you and your amazing podcast featuring fantastic guests?
3: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, So uh, I am on pretty much every social media platform the same. Uh, It's at PyroTechnics on Twitter, especially, and that's P-I-R-A-T-E-C-H-N-I-C-S, because For some reason, it's difficult to spell. I don't know why. I just picked a difficult name. Um, And uh, yeah, I I do uh, a podcast weekly along with my wonderful co-hosts, Bad Magical and Chase Wassenaar over on, you can catch that at Twitter uh, at the GGWPOD. So it's uh, the Geeks and Gaming World by podcast or the GGWP. We just wrapped up recording a special episode with uh, yours truly uh, on the, uh, on this, uh, this fine day, Mr. Blevins (laughs) stepped into the guest spot so uh very much appreciate you being on that as well. It was great. Uh, and we doing a little bit of cross promotion when we uh when we put that yeah. one out there. It should be edited by tomorrow.
1: What uh, is this? A crossover it's episode?
3: episode? It's definitely it's, <laughs> a, it's a crossover
2: episode and a bottle episode because we're all indoors. Yeah. True. Oh I man. I love bottle episodes. Like when a when a show like commits to a bottle episode and does it well, that's chef's kiss. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do like a companion stream where I listen to the podcast with you and just Shit, I'm bled the whole time. If anyone's interested, interested in it, please it'll be like a mystery sounds, science. This sounds so
3: amazing. It's gonna weird me out to hear my own voice, and like this is the one thing that I still have to get over looking into voiceovers. Like it weirds uh, me out hearing my own voice. Oh, Wait, it weirds uh, me out when I
1: hear other people's voices. I need to hear mine.
3: I'm kidding. That's that's you weird. are in a good business, my friend. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks again for having me on. Yeah. It, it's been a really good time. Yeah. It, um and it sets the bar really low for you know having other any other guests of TFT skill levels.
2: Uh, in the future, so oh, I'm <laughs> right. I'm on
1: the show, so no need to worry about low skill levels for TFT Boop. Where can people find you on the internet when you're not at, here shitting on me uh, the whole time?
2: <laughs> um, uh, man, usually I like to try at
1: Boopasaurus Rex on like... Twitter. <laughs> um,
2: uh, I, I I think I've used all the dating sites at this point, so you can just find me at, at Boopasaurus Rex on Twitter. I swipe right. Yeah.
1: Hey. Too. Uh, uh no comment right, right uh, you. You
2: can- uh, but anyway um, i'm gonna start my stream next week i got some graphics food, so-
1: wow uh, yeah. what are you gonna play
2: tft
1: wow
2: uh, maybe, doom <laughs> maybe doom eternal
1: i have doom eternal probably. on oh wait no i didn't buy it yet but i have it on the google stadia <sighs>
2: Ooh, that's exciting oh, it's you not, can not find that me exciting slash um, He's one yeah. of the 12 people I'm one <laughs> of the 12 people Hey,
1: single player game doesn't matter um, But you can find me on the internet uh, At All the time It's It's I know it was a little off the beaten path, but I think it was super good. We're going to be talking about, we'll talk about the patch notes and everything else next week. So don't worry. If you guys want to talk about it now, go to the Discord, Discord Discord.me. slash little Legends podcast, and Boop and I will certainly be willing to jump in and talk there as well as everyone else. But thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening. Again, for Pyra, for Boop, I am Blevins, and we'll catch you
2: guys next week on the Legends podcast.